Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have two friends in two little black boxes. I got Ryan. Scott has an iguana man about to tongue his ear. It's true. He's it's true. terrifying. He's very much fear, fearing and loathing that iguana man. And my good friend Scott. You know, you want to let him let him do it because if you try and stop him, you might not keep the air. It's true. It's true. Sometimes true. It's the best thing just to you know, stay, stand your ground. Mm. Wait for it. Wait for Come. it. That's country wisdom. Isn't it? All right, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Two weeks have passed, and we are two weeks older. Yay! Always older. I Always time. <laughs> Marches ever onward. It, it doesn't feel like we recorded that long ago, guys. I was surprised. <laughs> Two weeks ago. December just started. Yeah, and it's almost about to end. Getting there. That's yes. Sweet, sweet uh, vacation so, time. Yep. So, because of the holiday season, what's going on, guys? I've been playing a lot of RimWorld. Like, a like okay, I dropped Stardew Valley like a bad habit. At the end of about year six, I will say to their credit, the the people who made the Stardew Valley expanded mod are like menches. Like I gave them five dollars because Yay. it pumped like two two to three more years of playing that game into that game by mm. just like completely update like new characters, like changing the map in interesting ways, adding new and interesting stuff. Just an immense amount of work for absolutely no thanks, you know. But after that, I, I picked up RimWorld because I just feel like being part of a grand machine. <laughs> which Something, uh, quote-unquote, bigger than yourself? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't have to sit here and tell you about it for 30 minutes or anything, but it is a fun little... It's a very, very grognardy simulator that's kind of Dwarf Fortress in space, but has a lot more gradient on the difficulty settings. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that's mostly what you've been up to? I have played it for about 40 hours in, in the last week. It's a full-time job, all right. Yes. Yep. And Scott, what about you? What has been going on, my friend? Oh, just been consuming a lot of good media. We, we went through Wednesday. That is very cute. Yes. Uh, it is fun. It is It is very, very much a kit, like a thing for teens. Like there's some I, CW I liked shit. it. Yeah, I like it. it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I liked it, but I, I, have, I actually haven't seen all of it yet. I've seen about the first three episodes, and I do like it. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I will say, though, that did, did we really have to have the teenage girls dressed up like cats? Like, did we really have to? Are they teenagers? Yeah, they're teenagers. Yeah, they're teenagers. They are. It was a little, it was a little, like, these days, I'm not trying to be a prude or anything, but I'm just like, if we're going to go on the grand crusade of let's stop sexualizing children's bodies like in the real like in the real way like in actual media where we actually do it like maybe we should be more careful about that I don't know. Yeah, I, that that was a little weird. Like it was I'll, just I'll a little weird. You. That was it. It wasn't even a big deal. It was just a little weird. <laughs> like, you know, they it's not like they were showing a bunch of skin. 
no, uh, yeah. no. It, 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 they, they quite literally the opposite actually oh, vinyl cat vinyl cat suits but they're yeah, yeah. It's very form-fitting but overall i really liked it it definitely it definitely is a teen drama kind of thing but it's got enough of the the spookiness and the ooginess it's and, it's uh, it's cw meets it's a cw meets harry potter it's like kind legit. of very much harry potter like it's yeah. super very harry potter but you know what all you know what if we can get all that same feeling and goodness that you know is associated with harry potter without the complications wouldn't that yeah. be maybe i could see them doing more with it i'm i'm totally down with some more wednesday more stuff that's going to happen and give us a little more depth the only thing is is it's just not british it's not, it's british, not british and that's fine i also have been keeping up with chainsaw man yeah, oh, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Spoiler, everyone, this is kind of a bullshit episode, so we're gonna talk about a little bit of everything. Yeah, oh, today. That's, that's some fucking shit right there. I do uh, want to watch it. I haven't. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. I won't. I'll try not to spoil. Yeah, it. yeah, obviously, we'll do a little. We'll do a little sampler. We'll do. You yeah, do a sampler of it. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, Rick and Morty finished up season. I finished it up as well. That's I so fucking do. good. Uh, this season. It. This. Is... Go ahead. Did you watch it legally? Like, yeah, yeah. Where do you watch it? I don't even. I bought it off of Prime. Yeah, that's what I. Okay, cool. Yeah, twenty six. It's twenty six bucks. I don't have to worry about commercials. It gets all downloaded to me, and if I ever want to go back, I can watch it. I I think it's worth that money. Money for it. I'll just pay for it. Yeah, yeah. It's very funny. It's very good. I'm trying to think of what else I've been. I've been exposing myself to i watched the peripheral or at least i'm almost i'm not caught up again because I, I watched the first half and then right, i realized right. they were still going yeah i watched all of that too that was it, pretty good it is good it's very interesting it's very bleak. oh yeah oh yeah it's incredibly bleak but it's actually well i was like i was like ooh, time time that's no spoiler time shit if there's yeah. time shit they immediately explain how it works and i'm just like i accept that that's a good that's a good explanation of time shit <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it's it, it's, it's i will well put that on my list it's a very very good way to handle it because it it's is. multiverse stuff and it's like they're the the future world that's sending all the shit back that ain't their world anymore the mo it it's it's undoes the bootstrap thing where it's like the moment time travel is introduced to a world in the past it forks off that's not that world anymore it's a completely different timeline yeah Nothing, Matt. Nothing. Now, 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 if you know something of the future, like because it goes back in time, you can kind of like uh-huh. maybe think about certain things in a particular way where they may go, but like you can't predict the future, right? Yeah, like lottery numbers, you can do lottery numbers. Easy, yeah. no problem. That shit's doc. Also, you have what you've documented. Like there's only mm-hmm. the shit that's been documented, right? Depending on how far back you go. Anyway, it's peripherals pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a really a lot of really good sci-fi. Like it's it's based off William Gibson novel, so it that that's what you're gonna get there. You're gonna get some William Gibson shit. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent. As for my general like what I've been up to, actually doing some D and D, like actually a decent amount of D and D. I've got a weekly game that we've been sort of we try to do every week. That's the Elemental Evil stuff. Oh, so guys, I got a little bit of story story time with Matthew for a second. Oh shit. Oh. How do you feel if you're a D&D group and you've amassed power and wealth and then unexpectedly it's just stripped from you? Well, there's a word that we <laughs> use for that. I believe the word is deprotagonized. No, no, it wasn't that bad. What happened in, in this module, there is a 
literally a monster that is written in this module that is not in the monster manual. Like, it's its own custom beastie. So no one in the group, meta-wise, the players have ever experienced it. So we had no idea what it was because we all we saw was a pool of water and there was a curse. There's like, if you got close to it, it would try to get into your head and then compel you to jump into the water. The water, however, is not water. It's acid. And there's an extra little, 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 little complication. If you're in it and you have any magic items, you roll. And if you get 11 or higher, that, that magic item is now disenchanted. Oh, that's just, I don't know. That's like mean. It was, like we went over there and we were like, oh, oh, shit. No, so you got, guys, remember, remember there was a game we all used to play and at certain points in it, they made it very clear that they didn't give a shit about our items. Like they didn't consider our items to be yeah, yeah, yeah. like a part of, you know, who and what we are, like things that were important to us. Like they, they, they explicitly said that, you know, your stuff is bullshit and we can take it away whenever we want. Right. Uh, because, you know, that's our prerogative. You know, how, remember how shitty that felt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so to, to to be very clear, we all signed up for the idea of this is the older school style play. Things will happen. They happen as they happen. The dice rule what the stories it tells. We all signed up for it. We weren't mad. We weren't that upset. We were just very fucking surprised. And we were like, well, this is our life now. And we've got to deal with it. So... It was still fun. I had a blast. It just was, holy shit. I was not expecting that, which I'm okay with. Sometimes that is fun to be surprised and to be put put into a corner and you have to work your way out of it. Also, I have got a, I am part of a West Marches game now, which for anyone out there who is not familiar with West Marches, is basically you have a pool of players in you have one, maybe mo- most of the time, multiple GMs that all run little adventures inside it, but the players are the one who sort of organize themselves of in going, I'm going to go to this plot thread. Who wants to go with me? You get a group together, and the GM's like, cool, I am free these times. Pick one of those times. Okay, you all go. Like fun. The GM yeah. does isn't is less of the motivator and like I have to tell this specific story for these specific players all the time and sort of more kind of like a round robin but a little more structured than that. So that's what we're doing. We're all part of a an adventurers guild. It's it's set in uh, Teldoria, the the critical role world. Oh, uh, okay. And so we're all adventurers doing that in Adventurers Guild. It's been a lot of fun. We've only had our introductory missions, but we're about to get our secondary missions. So this will be entertaining. Yeah, we had a pretty fun, like, gaming-wise, we had a pretty good good, good little lab adventure. Yes. That was fun. It was nor- Good twists. Good twists on, on stuff that was happening. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Well, I wanted to make sure, you know, because like I was playing around with some of the subsystems that they that they offer there to like kind of like do big things. Like, yeah, the Goliath system. The Goliath system is really cool, and I and I know that they're they're experimenting with that in different ways. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But I loved I liked having fun with that. I might might use that again sometimes. And, and then of course, you know, through through the the curveball at the end there. Oh yeah, to yeah, make yeah. you guys do some shit. Oh yeah, we like our plans can't go off perfectly. This would be no fun. And now we have to push our powers, which is the whole point, because an ab- a Terrigen game specifically is like, mm-hmm. you need that flux so you can go into Chrysalis. This is the point. 
you need to uh, do or do that. So you got to put us in dangerous and complex, stressful situations. And then we also did my Aeon game. I got a couple Aeon games running right now. Mm-hmm. Lunar Rocks and Lunar Rocks is getting to a very interesting place. I'm very, very happy about where that's going because uh, I, I've known for a while now where that game is going mm-hmm. and like where it's going to, where it's going to end up. And we're, we're getting into like the meat of the big stuff now. So I'm oh, good. Happy, good. happy about that. And then Dark Force Salvation, which is like a very, very short campaign. That's all about kicking ass and big robots. And uh, is it going cool. to have like orange tang and Christ at the end? No, it's not going to have, there's not a lot of Jesus imagery in this one. Although I did last this past weekend, Ray and I watched most of the Evangelion rebuilds. And then we went and saw the last one in the theaters because they had a, a special like limited engagement of where they had it in the theaters. Oh, cool. And I was fucking sitting there. I'm going like, oh shit, I could do it. Yes, you could. I could, I could just straight up do Evangelion with Aeon. Like I know how I do it, and and I'm I might just do it. Of course, what what the fuck? You're you're in a giant mech game. When the fuck else are you going to run a giant mech game? I know, I know. Ever oh, again yeah. in <laughs> Biomax. Let me be very clear. Yeah. Biomax. I can do it whenever I fucking want, Matthew. Yeah, I know you can, but I mean, like when it's it's sort of like the. You have it's, other ideas. Yeah, if you have yeah, if you it's, it's, yeah. Park Pro Salvation is much more like Macross Gundam, like military oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. military action type. Yeah. Whereas I could definitely run a a you know fate of the world on your shoulders, existential weirdness, big ass monsters that come from God. Uh, <laughs> Though I will say I still remember and I still need to see the movies. I love some of the action sequences in Evangelion. They're some of the like most vivid, some of the most vivid memories in my head. Yeah. I mean, because they're so weird, but they're so fucking cool. Y'all, if 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 you out in listener land have not experienced Neon Genesis Evangelion and and you like anime and you like big robots and you like not knowing what the fuck is happening and you like feeling sad. Oh, good. (laughs) You like bringing your own problems and issues to an anime and yeah. getting out of it whatever the fuck you get out of it like, like if you have any kind of complex feelings about your parents or just existing yeah or just existing you know like you know one of the things that they talk about a lot is called the hedgehog's dilemma of, you know yep you want to you want to get close to people but you know getting close to people opens you up to getting hurt by other people so what's like, you know, yeah two hedgehogs trying to trying to get close to each other yep if that's like at all appealing you should watch neon justice evangelion and then the rebuilds are the rebuilds are good they're very much a condensed version of the story but also just the most ridiculous amazing animation that yes. you've ever fucking seen that's that's that was what the original was was back in the like the late 90s oh yeah odds, was, was like for a series was really revolutionary it was very inspirational because not just how weird it was but also just how cool and odd and evocative everything you're watching yeah like the 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 enemies the monsters are called angels and they are not like beautiful winged people they are biblically accurate angels yeah they are they are fucking weird they are alien that's the only way i can describe them they are alien and they come from all the gambit from like giant weird monsters to, to to geometric just geometric shapes to viruses to just really fucking strange things and then there's like this whole other subplot going on 
because that's where all the action has, but it's all this undercurrent of interpersonal drama that's going on. And also, like, existential weirdness. Yes. Like, when, when they start peeling back the layers of what's actually going on, let's just say that the Japanese have a very loose idea of, like, anything more than surface layer in Judeo-Christian mythology. It, it's made for, it's made the Persona series delightful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I always, it's just an observation of a Westerner looking at the East. Yeah. And they're, they use our religion, Christ, Judeo-Christianity or Judeo-religions, in the same way we typically use a lot of other cultures' religions as very much window dressing. Yeah. We get some general ideas and concepts and think it's neat. Yeah, turn well, about as fair doing... play. Turn about as fair fucking play. Mm-hmm. 100%. Also, nope. it's Judeo-Christian bullshit. Who cares? But So that so that's that's really cool. So we're going to move on. Like I said, we're just going to kind of just talk about what the fuck ever. So let's talk about Chainsaw Man then, because I know we were, since we're on so, the anime kick. So Chainsaw Man is fucking wild. It it's is, every anime. It kind of is, a little bit, but it's also very much its own thing. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, devil hunters in Tokyo. The main character is such a fucking dingus. He is the epitome of a doofus because his, what I mean, it's every anime, every couple of episodes, they decide to flip the, the anime genre on you. One moment, it is like plucky hero protagonist. I don't know the technical terms. Yes, I know there are technical terms. Then it turns into a harem anime. Then it turns into something else. Then it's a social political espionage drama, all about a guy who can turn in turn parts of his bodies into chainsaws. It's like weird. it's like throughout all of that, it's all surrealist horror. Yes, like it's every, grotesque. Every little bit of it, it's grotesque surrealist horror. The more you find out about what's going on, the more it's just like Jesus fucking Christ, this place is terrible. What really hooked me is like the seventh episode where they're in there. Minor spoiler, but it's very obvious. They're in the hotel. Oh, yeah. The fucking hotel. And Jesus where Christ. they go with that, I'm like, you're doing what now? Yeah. Okay. It is, it is definitely a ride for the senses. Like, and it's beautiful. Like, it, yes. It's, it's grotesque, but beautiful. It's uh, kind of badass, too. It's grotesque yeah. and it's badass because there are cool fights. You're fighting weird in this world. There are devils slash demons. They just exist. They're supernatural beings. It's a part of the world. So there are people who hunt them. And how they hunt them is they make packs with them. And that yeah, gives them... Well, there, are, there are devils that they have captured rather than destroyed. Mm-hmm. And they the devil hunters will make packs with them. And sometimes something will happen where someone will merge with one of them. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's very much along the lines of, like, the lines between... The, the, the people that we save and the people that we get to work for us and the people that we just kill, like if the, those lines are very blurry. And the cool thing about like the nature of devils in this universe that I really like is that they are all based off of fear. Yeah. How, how generally feared an idea is like the, one of the biggest, baddest devils in the world is known as the gun devil. Yep. Just because of yeah. the amount of death and pain and fear caused by gun violence. Like they all have, all the devils are based around a concept, they something, something in the world, an, an object, an idea, like you know, and and how one, how generally feared that thing is, the more powerful that devil. So is. that also gives you why 
the protagonist is called Chainsaw Man because he can turn into chainsaws. People are really afraid of chainsaws when they're like actively running. So you kind of get starting to gauge where our protagonist is. But I mentioned he's a giant dingus. He doesn't oh, he's such understand a fucking, the world. He's such a horn dog dingus. Well, he's also really broken because the protagonist is like, I've been living on the streets working for the Yakuza as like an like off the books demon hunter, and they use me like a lapdog. He has no education. Yeah, well, like he he had to he he at from a very young age he had to pay off his father's debt to the Yakuza after his father died. And in that's all he's done. Like, that yeah, he's it, even remotely a reasonable, compassionate person is a fucking miracle. Yeah, he's not an asshole. Like, that's, like, like he is a dingus, but he's not an asshole. Correct. And, like, the, 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 like the fucking cast of characters that he, he pal- starts palling around with. Yep. It's, it's really done. It's really well done. It's really well written. I uh, actually need to watch those... this week's episode because today's Tuesday, and that's yeah, when they come Tuesday's out. Tuesday's when it comes out. It's on Hulu, so... But I will say this because I don't want to spoil anything for for Ryan. It hits a moment that I I started watching at the right moment because the last episode they had available was a big what moment. Yeah, it was real real mean. It was a very mean episode and it got me in my heart. And I was like, well, I'm sold. I'm completely into this anime. I have to see it all the way to the end. I don't know what. So moving right along. Oh, I've also been watching... My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah, that shit's that. fucking badass. Holy fuck. Okay, go. so can we have more of the story about the villains? Because that was fucking cool. Like, there's an entire half of a season that's nothing but the villains and their whole motivations, and you're like, yes, please, can we can we see more of that, please? Thank you. It's very good. Very good. Yeah, I haven't seen past season. I think I've seen somewhat into season three. Yeah, they're on season into season six right now. Yeah, I mean, back when I was watching it, it was hard. It was, you know, season three had just started, and like yeah. they were like living in a house together and some shit. They had just moved into the apartments together, and that was mm-hmm. causing all kinds of wackiness. Yeah, yeah it's now, it's now it's like full on fucking like it's it's very aberrant. Yes, like aberrant, like in terms of like. It's a world where people have powers, and there are consequences of people having powers. And also, the ideology is like, and something that they mention at the beginning, and is a is an undercurrent in the series, and they very much highlight it. In it's like, remember, it's illegal to use your powers if you are not a hero or licensed to do so. You're not really allowed to use your powers. And there's an entire arc, an entire underground movement of we should be able to use our abilities whenever we like. They are a part of us. Like, we are born with them. Why can we not use them? Why do only heroes get to do so? And that brings up some very interesting ideas. Yeah, they have a point. It's almost like the government shouldn't legislate people's bodies. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like the gun argument, too. Everyone's got a right to a gun. They're allowed to own a gun, but should they? In general, yes, but we'll not get into that. I'm not getting into politics here. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. It's some very interesting ideas that they, they play with, as well as doing, like, cool action, cool powers, and, like, over-the-top hero protagonist and terrible villains. Yeah, no, like, just some of the fucking combats that they get into now in, in this season is fucking outstanding. Yep. 
they are very cool and very interesting use of their powers. Ryan, you tell us about something. Okay. Rimworld. Talk to us about Rimworld. All right. Intrigue. Well, in, 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 entice me. Well, okay. So first of all, Rimworld is basically Dwarf Fortress in space. I'm pretty sure I said that. I don't remember. Mm, yep. It's the one difference I can see is it has, like I said, gradations in the difficulty settings and that there are three separate a, a quote unquote AIs. Like, let's all, we can all be very, you know, fing, finger quotes see about the word AI now. But basically, three sets of algorithms which decide who, how, how fucked you get. <laughs> Each one of the, they have a different penchant for the types of stories they like to tell. So the types of events they like to put forward and how they react to what you do. So on top of those, you have like seven scaling difficulties of like, how badly do you want to hurt me, daddy? Mm -hmm. So I'm being a big, big pansy boy because simulator games, for anyone who doesn't like really know how grognardy and deep down they get, it's like, it's down to each, each one of your little guys of which you start with like three in the base scenario. Every one of their body parts is destructible in terms of like shit that can happen to them. Yep. The temperature out the temperature they're in, like how much light there is, how clean their clothes are. Mm -hmm. Are they wearing the clothes of a dead person that they had to strip? They'll they have feelings about that. And it's just down to like the most micro level of quality on everything, personality, certain like they have, they have expansion packs for ideologies, which I find very interesting. <laughs> I know you can give them ideologies. What a great idea. <laughs> that's uh, what we need we all know that ideology helps everything it ever touches anytime it happens but yeah so you and it's very hard scrabble and a lot of things can go very wrong very fast like things getting caught in the crossfire led to like one of my finest construction workers arm getting ripped off by like an, a rhinoceros monster because it was it, <laughs> this giant monster wandered into the middle of a firefight while i was being raided and it caught a stray bullet from our side and it charged while we were fighting raiders. So that led to like ha half my people in town being grievously injured. So now I'm slowly working up the ability to build prosthetic limbs and slowly creating facilities that I consider safe enough. Because <laughs> at this moment, I am deathly afraid, and I mean deathly afraid that I will try to replace someone's torn out eye or torn off limb and kill them. And I have put a lot of time into these little fuckers. So I am not losing them. <laughs> so that goes back to what I was talking about, the D&D game. We're here to be a little bit grognardy and like shit happens and you just fucking deal with it. And that's exactly... What, I have made what, my choice. Yeah, you made choices. The reason they're also talking about this, Dwarf Fortress just released their graphical update. Yeah, they have the graphics now. They have an actual an actual GUI. Yeah. Like, which is brand spanking new. Which uh, it looks really good. I haven't played it yet because I'm deathly intimidated by that game. Because that is the grandfather scary. of Grognardi games. That is... And yeah, it's I, I don't know if it has the gradation of difficulty. There's there are sliders and in and scales for everything. That that's true, but it's like everything. I don't think literally just be like, hey homie, can you like not hit me so hard for all Yeah, for you can do minutes? that. You can do that. You can do you can do that. They have put a whole bunch of sliders in place, but they are deep in weeds into the system. Even with the new GUI interface, there is a lot because I was looking at some tutorial videos. And holy shit, 
is there even before you begin to make the world seed the world there's a thousand different decisions you can make if you want I, you could go i might go for it man i don't know it's it's that super pretty in, it sounds very interesting to me yeah dwarf but, fortress is is if it's kind of legendary amongst kind of nerds who like, like that I'm sort of thing the sauce before you all know that yep. <laughs> all of our listeners know that they've heard about what i do Yep. And so Dwarf Fortress, I'm very happy that I have it. I will play it. I just need to get in the mindset to be willing to micromanage the shit out of my little dwarf dudes. What's really interesting about Dwarf Fortress in my mind, and RimWorld is probably very much the same because RimWorld based a lot or inspired by the original Dwarf Fortress, is the world you inhabit is very heavily procedurally generated. So you do not have Every game is true. Game is going to be very different. There's literally and... no, there's no similar. I mean, yes, of course. Like after a certain point, the patterns you do you understand there are patterns to things. Of course. Now, to be fair, I am about forty hours in. I have not left the like. I have not traveled beyond th- like a week travel from my home from my home base like because of just how dangerous trap turns out traveling through a desert's fucking dangerous y'all and i hadn't had and i didn't i'd been dealing with starvation for about 15 hours like <laughs> been trying to get the foods going right and man now that i've got that going i think i might just like take a little trip yeah if you want to i can't recant the tale because it is not my tale to tell but if you want to look up something more about dwarf forges look up boat the story of boat murder boat murdered boat murdered sorry i got it wrong not boat, boat murdered it's boat murdered. boat murdered because your names for things are randomly generated too and what people did before, well, many, many years ago is they had a game of dwarf fortress that they passed around to other people and they all they did was play for X number of like days or weeks, save it to the floppy disk, give it to someone else. And yeah, but it, like they basically told us, like it was like you are you you administered this colony for a time, and then your time passed, and you passed it on to the next person. So it was like this legacy of the of story bullshit of just unadulterated because like Dwarf Fortress. It generates everything. It generates everything. the story of every single dwarf yep. in your colony. Yep. Like, yeah, and that's fucking crazy. One of the yeah, stories, you've... and actually, that when they make art, it's interesting because the 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 pawn this at the system level they just call them pawns. Uh, mm. Pawns make art, right? And they'll make art depending, like it'll have descriptions of like what art they made depending on like what they did and depending on what they've experienced what they've seen what they hate they'll make art about it and one of the stories i got i heard about door fortress was there the one statue carver in his whole colony hated rats but for some reason every so every statue they made was a monument to their hatred of rats <laughs> <laughs> But in fact, they did have just statues of rats everywhere. It's the only type of statue they'd make, but they needed fucking statues because fucking statues are how you like make people think the place that they're in isn't garbage. Like, right. It, it raises the a, morale. The but... It's a beauty rating. And, right. my, and I don't know if the all this, this I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm talking apples to apples at this point, like in terms of like just how the rules kind of work. 
So it's like, hey, I hope you have thought about the temperature dynamics of that building you just built because it's going to get real fucking hot in there in summer, by the by. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the level of micromanaged like, oh, I made this, this it's going to get too hot. I have to put air conditioning. Oh, wait, that generates its own heat and energy input. And now I have to think about that. Oh, wait, now there's a waste disposal for all the energy that I just generated. How am I going to do? And sometimes it does not stop. The funny part is because the power management system is actually pretty good in, in, at least in RimWorld. But what will happen sometimes, one of the random events that will happen is called (laughs) it, it just says one of the circuit one of your any one of the million little circuits you've laid out will explode with enough de- with the da- with a damage scaling to the amount of power in your excess storage. Oh, right. No. I have a lot of batteries. <laughs> so when this fucker goes, it fucking goes. goes. And you better not. And I just I haven't had anyone hurt by it. But the last one that happened to me was in someone's bedroom, close enough, literally blew their bed apart. And had they been in that room when it happened, they'd be fucking dead. <laughs> like it's just, and God help you if you get forget to take a roof off a building before you demolish it. They will, they will collapse a roof on themselves. Those little fucking idiots. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's you've got to, you've got to, because they'll do stuff like the dwarfs and dwarf forges will like be mining and they'll mine you far, and now lava is flooding your entire base. Or elephants will start raiding. Like you, you've pissed off the elephants, and now they're starting to like. Anytime mm-hmm. you come out of your your little fortress, they'll start trying to stampede you. Yep, like it's Fuck Gonzo, it. just banana pants. And it is one of the most satisfying things in the entire fucking world to really plug yourself in and just become like part of it. You yes. become a, a piece of the machinery. Yep, and it feels so good. And so I, I give great thanks to the guys who finally because great thing. Sto- quick story of Dwarf Fortress is. This was a free game. This was a free ASCII game that was made in like 2006. The guys never monetized it until they did the graphical update and just released it. Now they're mil- now they're quote unquote millionaires. Like they've made that much money off of everyone just buying it because of the legacy of Dwarf Fortress. So good on them. Good on you guys. You made a great game. People love you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into Dwarf Fortress. What that does not appeal to me? That is fine. It's, I, it's okay. I, this dude, I mean, it's the same thing when I like talked about Cultist Simulator. Yeah. There's also, it's so interesting. I will say, going back to suck their di- their dicks a little bit more collectively, that they did the same fucking thing, but they did it in a card game with a lot of the same, like, the same, like, knowledge necessary, like the same gr- weird granularity, but they did it in a weird way but they presented it in such a weird way that it's hard to like know because it's like, oh, not only that, instead of having to place like walls and shit, now you have to like make sure that you don't lose all your cart. Like you don't like misplace your cards that are ticking down to doom or your, your, you know, your burgeoning madness isn't going to just, you know, tick away and very suddenly, oops, you lose. Oh, so real quick, we can kind of shotgun through this because the game awards were very recent, and I'm not talking about who won or who lost. Don't care too much about that, but the trailers, buddy. The trailers, oh, yeah. Well, Hades so, too. It's like that's crucial, baby. Yeah. So, so first thing, first thing, we'll, we'll go through the lo- the little ones first, and we'll get to the big ones. Versus what I was not expecting at all was the return to Castlevania, the ah. Dead Cells expansion. I was like, 
Wait. It's been a while since I played me some Dead Cells, but I might have to play me some Dead Cells. Yeah, but like, oh, it's called Return to Castlevania. You're basically going to play Castlevania themed. I was like, that's a cool idea. Like, I, I never, I've never played Dead Cells. What's that? What's that like? It is a sort of a, a Metroidvania roguelike. Yes, ah. roguelite because you do gain a meat constant and building progression sure, every sure. single run and it's about a 45 minute run beginning to end to like actually beat it beat it but there's like a thousand routes there's like a bunch and, of and like it that. takes many runs to get good enough to strong enough to get to the end and you've got to learn 10 so, billion weapons 10 billion magic spells 10 billion you know like combination of things different routes combos, routes secrets and, and yeah. the fashion yeah, and, and it just looks cool. And it just looks cool. It's it, it handles very slick. It's a very slick controls. Never has and a guy whose head is made of snot look so fucking good. That was flame. It's snot. Oh yeah, okay. Explicitly, it is disgusting. Yeah. yeah it, it like is... he's that's the why he dies. Like his his soul keeps going back down into the sewers and that's where he gets reborn yeah. and he keeps keeps doing it over again. There's a Hellboy which is cool. That's a that looks very much like Mike Magola's Ignola's artwork brought into a video game. Cool. cool. I'll be down and play it. Uh, Vampire Survivor is getting some stuff. Oh, don't care about that. There's an expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn called Call of the Mountain. Great. Like playing. I've got some coworkers who really like that game. Good on them. Oh, where's the next one? Okay, we got another trailer for Atomic Heart. Yeah, uh, I need to. I need to watch that one. Uh, I need one. to watch it and play it. There's one I saw. It's called Replaced, which looks like a platform shooter, but like it's got this really evocative pixel art style, and it also looks like it's a uh, claymation stop yeah, motion, kind of like it. Yeah, looks, it's... it looks like it's its own thing. Yes, look it up. It's very cyberpunk. It's very looks. Everything's pixelated, mm -hmm. but it also obviously, but it's also quote unquote detailed. There's a lot going on. Yeah, like there's some there's it's like pixel art that looks 3D in, in yeah. many different ways. Yes. There's oh come on. There's replaced new Street Fighter and one of the biggest ones, two of the biggest ones is 80s two buddy. 80s two. Mm, goodbye another couple long hundred hours. Couple, goodbye another hundred hours of my fucking life. <laughs> uh, when it, I was it like, like this time, or at least that's what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah, they're talking about Kronos and. Yeah, they're talking about killing the killing Chronos, which is like killing time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I just it just clicked in my head as I said it. It's about killing time. Oh, sure it, no. it sure is, Matthew. It sure <laughs> is. But it looks cool. I was actually a little. I I got it wrong. I thought this was. I thought her her name is Melano. I thought her. I thought she was Zagreus's daughter. He's his She's his sister. Oh. So. Yes, it is not. The person you see chained up in the trailer, that is, that's Hades. Okay, so this is a, a direct sequel. Yep. Okay, yep. and it's not the Titanomachy because that's but way before the gods, yeah. I think. Yeah. So well, they're, they're dealing with Titans somehow. Like, they're, well, the well, Titans are still a thing, and it's, you know, the, I guess in this world they hadn't slain all the Titans yet. Or, or well, a lot of them got captured. A lot of them, like Atlas, was always been captured because he holds up sure. the world. They didn't slay all of them. And then, yeah, Prometheus was a Titan, right? Like, yes, Prometheus was a Titan. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, there's plenty of chain of Titans to fight. Yep. 
wait a minute, I killed a number of them in God of War. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to this. I didn't know Supergiant didn't make sequels, but now they have made a sequel. That tells oh, yeah. you how Super Well, I mean, look at how on... much money Hades make. Supergiant so has been making basically the same kind of game for like mm -hmm. ten years and different like play like they did a transistor, mm -hmm. a bastion. Oh, well, the refined their Bastion. It's like Bastion was amazing. It's like from software's formula. We're gonna tweak it every time we make a game. We're gonna tweak it a little bit. We're gonna keep refining the process until we've hit like the the iteration, and that's kind of where I think they're getting with Hades. Yeah, I mean they 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 just sanded it down until like a perfect mm -hmm. the tight. Can I I played that game for 120 hours. Yep. I did not experience a moment of lag, a glitch, nothing. Smooth as glass. And always interesting every time you died or succeeded. To a point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After your hundredth run, it stops being super interesting. They run out of things to say. But man, that's that's a lot of content. That's on me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was on, that was more on me. So what was the other one? You said two Ooh, big ones. Yeah, Judas. Ah, yeah, Judas. Holy shit! Basically, can we just do Bioshock again, everyone? Hey, in can, can, can Levine's like, can we just do Bioshock again? Wait, don't aren't we already doing a a a, a full do, a redo of System Talk? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we're already we're doing it all. We can we're do it again. Time. It, it looks like shit. You watch it. If you told me, my friend, my coworker was like, if you not, if it didn't tell you the name or who was making it, you would have thought it was the next Bioshock game. Yeah. It, That's literally very, the way it looks. It's very much Bioshock. Looks like Bioshock in space, which is, you know, because Atomic Heart also kind of looks like Bioshock, but in, you know, Soviet. Yeah. They're also doing, it's also more inspiration from Fallout. The re more recent yeah, Fallout yeah, games yeah, yeah. is Atomic Heart. But Judas very much looks like Bioshock. I would not hazard to guess. I think that's going to be a little bit of a twist at the end of that game. So, yeah, we'll I'm see. looking at talking about just winners real quick. I actually hadn't looked at the winners other than game of the year. Yeah, I agree 100% with best narrative going to God of War Ragnarok of those definitely deserve best narrative. I'm glad because giving Elden Ring best narrative is it would be the no because the best narrative is like incomprehensible it's incomprehensible unless you watch 20 hours of lore videos which i have <laughs> and, and, if, and even if you didn't you're not right even if you have you're not right yeah zully the witch and the guys who do go deep no they're right <laughs> they're definitely right it's, they're more right than they are wrong i will give you that yeah yeah they're more i mean like anyway, go watch Motown and Vadi Vidya if you really want to know about some Elden Ring. And, but yeah, I, I God of War Ragnarok definitely deserved because you know the thing I loved about God of War Ragnarok was the story. I kind of just tolerated the game. <laughs> I would have like just kind of watched the cutscenes with like little snip. Like if you could do like a machinima version of that game without all the bullshit and yak. Oh right? yeah, I'm sure. Give it a couple weeks and give give a couple more weeks and you can get. Watch all all cutscenes of that game. You know that that might be around? how I need to do that because I've I've been trying to get into the first one, the God of War, mm -hmm. uh, like you know the the more recent God of twenty eighteen, yeah, God of War, God of War, um, yeah. And the controls just aren't doing it for me. Oh, it's like syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Also, once I 
the, I don't know if you if they had the settings in God of Four, but in God in Ragnarok at least you could basically give yourself Elden Ring settings. Like uh, yep, you can you can. There's a lot. Also, I will say, God Ragnarok has a lot of accessibility functions. A lot. Well, that's just. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to stop praising games for that at this point because if you are a multi, if you are the big boys and you yeah. are not putting that in your game, well, that's you don't get adulation. You just like that's de rigueur. Like, yeah, you yeah, would have that in your game. That, that should be stock standard. You, and then you, this would that's the bare minimum of what you should be doing. If you're one yeah. of the capitalist dogs crushing our world, then you should at least put accessibility, you know, shit in your game, and. For the small indie devs, we can give them rounds a little more leniency. Actually, go to the when one man or five people on like Team Cherry or some shit, yeah, accessibility shit and like Silk Song, and you know they're gonna because they're like, I need it. Like, mm, (laughs) Uh, you know, Um, also, you know, speaking of indie, where's the next Daniel Mullins game? Like Inscription and the hacks, like. We'll but, see. He'll do it when he wants it. It's going to be a backroom game of some kind. Oh, no. Oh, no. The problem is I love back. Inscription. Man, give me more of that. Oh what, God, what's going on in Inscription is so much fucking Inscription fun. was so fucking great. Like, yep. That it, it it lures you in, like, with the, the, the mechanic. Like, it's just the mechanics of it alone. Yep. Then you throw all the weird shit on top of yep. it. And yep. that is just like who watched rough. 20 hours of lore videos about inscription after yep. you're done fucking beating the game. This guy right here. I should uh, do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched the lore videos. You need to. Like, yeah, they're fun. They're because like, they, they go into some they deep dive a lot of the crap that you're that's, not paying. That's one that like there's more to it than just the game. Like there's some ARG elements in it. Yes, that you uh, would have that... when it first released, like you you couldn't get it unless you were doing the ARG stuff. Yeah, but they have videos that unpack it all. And, right. and yeah, I tried. Also, I want to do. I hope someone's done it for Tunic because I, I actually, I just got to the point. I like. I enjoyed Tunic a lot. It was actually it got beat out by Stray for best indie, which you know I understand because Stray was cat game. Yeah. I, oh, oh, Stray won indie. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was I also love... a good game. It was also like a really legit, interesting game. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean. Kitty game. It was Kitty Cyberpunk game. There's no way in hell I was gonna love that. It, it, listen, most most of that game was w- press the joystick, then hit the X. Button. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't complicated. No, there but was, it was com- charming. There's very little game in that game, but it was very charming. A uh, couple more. We got a couple more games I want to talk about because we're not done yet, boys. Because 2023 is turning out to be video games. Hot. Hot. One of which is because we never saw it coming. Death Stranding two. What? Hero Kojima. Continuing but, to brand more. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? We have Octopus Baby now. Yes. Okay. Here we go. That's all I can say about Death Stranding 2. Yeah, so the one thing that I found out about Death Stranding that I actually didn't know was that the world in which it exists, in which you play, is actually affected by the actions of other people online. Yep. Yes. Affordances. Yes. It's a weird communal city infrastructure building system. Yep. Yeah, occasionally you will come across infrastructure that other people have built, based, and you can bring it into your world. Yeah, it's 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 based on like a obviously algorithms, but like how many people like it? Mm-hmm. Because he's what he's also doing is building bridges, is like communicating 
with people, using the game to build a community, build connections with I'm other people. Because that that's the point of the game. And I don't think... <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to quote Yahtzee Croshaw on this one. I don't think Death Stranding had a mentally damaged woman with her tits out. So I'm pretty sure he kind of nailed it on this one. <laughs> you know, in terms of like yeah. getting it right in terms of like, hey, let's build community. Also, let's not exploit people. Right. Also, and throw your pea grenades. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. Also, you have like cry monster? Weird, weird babies. Let's let's I'll let other I'll let other people explain Death Stranding to me. That's all I got to say. A couple others. Obviously, we got ourselves an actual release date for Diablo 4. They hate it because they'll make me want to play fuck give Blizzard, give Blizzard, money. Fuck Activision and fuck okay. Microsoft for crying about how they can't afford, how, how, the, how the government dared to step in the way of them acquiring Activision. Those fucking babies. Oh, no. We're the we're an order of magnitude larger than Sony, but they're bullying us. We're the fourth largest company in the world. All right, but moving on to better, more positive. All right, Bald knows fine. Baldur's Gate three guys, we got ourselves a relief oh, thing. Finally, yeah. I'm actually gonna play it now. That yeah, I know. Yeah, I I need to. Yeah, I need. Who's to ready for to spend two hundred hours of your life playing that game? <laughs> yep. Yes, like <laughs> even even the fucking early access, the level of depth that you can get into is fucking insane. But I I just don't like. There are very few games I would allow myself to play in early access. And when also when I found out you can only get up to like level three or four, I was like, yeah, mm. it's, it's it's not a lot. But but like I said, even within that, the level of depth of an experience, like it it's yeah, knowing that it's going to be this huge sprawling thing. Yeah, but even that that the little slice they gave gave us is satisfying in and of itself. Yeah, it's it, if, it's going to be. A, if they put all the love and care they put into Divinity, which they obviously have spent the time. They have we have heard no we have heard no rumblings of any any of the dreaded c word. No yeah. one has been abused or skinned or harmed to make this game. We hope so. They took the time and they're going to make a good game. And they're going to make an excellent game. Put time, put time because it's gotta it's gotta be worthy of the D D title. It like literally needs to. Yeah. Because that could bring a whole another echelon of people into the D D sphere just through this game. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of D D video games out there, but not many of them are very good. Right. Yeah. That's and this would be the closest you will get to the level of death that can be happen in like a a tabletop game. Is something you can play in Baldur's Gate three. So yeah, yeah. Solasta, Crown of the Magister, obviously did a very good job. Oh yeah, but that's it, like that's SRD a world it. using D and D. No, this is I want to walk around Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I want to like, just run have a, I mean, Solasta, Crown of the Magister, like in terms Still of good. a D and D simulator, holy crap! Yep. And, uh, the, and now there's like a, an arms race to do the VR, the V, the VR GMing tool to you know. Out, I think I, I may have linked one of the one of them. They do like you know, it's kind of an integration of Roll Twenty. Similar, it, it's basically like doing Solasta slash Baldur's Gate three, but you can be in VR and be your guy. Like that, uh, I don't uh, know how that's gonna play because like there's a longevity issue with that. Agreed. You might puke your guts out. Yeah, I don't want to puke. I don't want to puke. I don't want to have a thing on my face for that amount of time. 
Yep. Until the, until, get get real haptics or get the fuck out. That's yeah, my seriously. that's my opinion. Holodecks are nothing, baby. Or, you know, can... or like full dive, you know. Let let me. Oh, switch, yeah, we, switch we, my... we 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 neural link submerge you in goo. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw it was an Onion article it says Elon Musk installs experimental neural link to erase memory of being booed for twenty minutes. <laughs> oh. Fuck anyone who went to Dave Chappelle's show, but also fuck Elon Musk. Fuck <laughs> both of those guys. Fuck both hard. Of them. Both, both of them had a terrible time. Last last thing we'll talk about because this is close to our little hearts here. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We got a bigger look at their DLC, Phantom Liberty. We got the, the new the new the new new via voice actor fuckboy. Uh, yep. Get, be, would you like it, to be Idris Elba for a little while? No, Idris Elba is just going to be a character in it. You're not. I thought you. I thought you. That was the protagonist. Was no, no, going no, to be no, this no, new character. No, it's not. It's still. It's still the main character. Still V. Oh, okay. Um, like it's. It's going to take place in the continuity. It's going to be just a new thing that you can do. Yeah, um, it's a new huge aspect of the game. Yeah. So yeah, it's just going to be. It's just going to be another fucking thing V gets into. Um, <laughs> but it's Idris Elba. You get to play more as V, and I can't and, wait. And more to... Keanu Reeves. So. And more, more dick, just asshole Keanu Reeves. Such a fucking ass. Like they were. I know we talked about this before, but they did such a good job of making Johnny Silverhand, you know, slash as Keanu Reeves, um, such a fucking asshole. But by the end of the game, he's like your fucking ride or die comrade. Right, like, dude, dude. It, it depends on how you go, get along with him and what you personally feel about him and what his position is on life. Because he's he's got a couple screws a little loose. Oh, he's but... a piece of shit. Like he's a piece of yeah. shit. But... but then you know, then again, you're a cyberpunk protagonist, so you're not like a fucking. <laughs> you're yeah, not you're a... not. You're no sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, I had to. I had to tell people. So I picked up the cyberpunk red book, right, and I started reading mm-hmm. it. One of the things in there, it literally says, it, when you're running a cyberpunk game, yeah, let characters die. That mm-hmm. just happens. Just let the dice fall, and if they die, they die. Because as you've seen in the video game, and as you've seen in any example, that's the, one of the essence cornerstones is that life is cheap. Life is mm-hmm. life will end in a moment. You're not, quote-unquote, the protagonist. There is no protagonist. You're not the great hero. That doesn't mean you can't win, or get ahead, but it's not going to be easy, and it won't last for long. Because I decided, like, yeah, he has to feel bleak. That's part of a cyberpunk story. He needs to feel bleak. Indeed. Yeah. So I'm, I am absolutely looking for. Then there's a whole bunch of other games we haven't talked about. From Software has another game. They have the Armor Core like six or whatever the fuck is it called? Yeah, Armor Core six being directed by the fellow who directed Sekiro, which <laughs> that makes me happy. Most people are expecting there will be fast-paced, very Sekiro-like, not necessarily because it is giant mechs, there's going to be obviously a little bit more weight to the movement. Yes. Or, you know, massive towering mecha. But, I mean, Armored Core, though, you can get real real ninja. Real, it's it's really, it can be, you can fly. You can fly as a mech. So there is speed at your at your disposal. So the- hopefully they'll, I mean, they've, they've been ever, prog- From has been ever progressing forward to you know hone the formula hone the formula so i think we're gonna see more of the from software does the same type of game like they yep. do they have certain beats they hit we're gonna i might this will might be the first armored core i've ever played we'll see. now i'll be dead i'll be cool if this is an iteration off sekiro like you know how they went for elder ring they kind of went back to dark souls 
Well, it's a, yep. one, it's a one for the one for me kind of situation. Yep. <laughs> we do one that's kind of soulsy and fantasy-ish, and then we do one weirdo. Yeah, and, and I'm down with that. I'd be okay with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're also getting more more stuff out about Jedi Survivor. Hey, I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Cal Sexus. All right. I like the beard, guy. I like the beard. I'm getting behind this. Thy beard. There's some rumors. There's some scuttlebutt that one of the guys you fight is, uh, was it Starkiller? Oh, really? origi- Ooh, Star okay. Yeah, that, that they may bring him in and make him canon. I'd be down with that. I love uh, me some Starkiller. Yeah. Oh, they're doing the RE4 make. That's right. That's crazy. Why would they do that? What? Oh, they're doing, you know how they've been doing the Resident Evil remakes? Yes. They're doing one for RE4. And it's yes. Out. Yep. Yes. That is that wasn't announced at the game, but that that was been something we known about for a little while that they're doing wow. RD four, and everyone's really yeah. intrigued by it. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to to the stuff that's coming out. That's going to be great. Oh, Survivor good. looks great. Oh, and by the way, it comes out the day before my birthday, so yeah, I know what I'm doing. Have we all watched Andor? I mean, we're, we we no, oh, I have I, not watched Andor. Oh, Jesus watched fucking it. Christ, Matt! All right, next time is Andor, and you're gonna watch it. All right, fine, fine, fine. Put Dude, a fucking you know yeah, literally I can do. You know how jaded I am, right? It's good. <laughs> it's you know how much I hate things. I you don't know how hate. Much I kind of hate Star Wars. I like this. <laughs> oh, you don't hate Star Wars? I don't. No, it's <laughs> that's a, that's the most. That's a lie, sir. No, I oh, love man. it. Talking, no, talking no about one hates, hates no one Star, hates Wars. Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, yeah talking oh, about hating Star Wars. Wait until the last episode of Rick and Morty. Oh boy. Also. Oh, wait, I lost it. Shit. No, it was a Star Wars joke. Fuck! All right. Fuck! Yeah, but watch the last episode of Rick and Morty. You'll love it. And hey, oh, yeah. if you like Rogue One, you'll like Andor. That's yeah, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I knew it's been on my list. There's just been a couple things, and I'm like, am I in the mood? Because I know it's like a heavy, a heavier It show. is very heavy. It is political. Yeah. It is heavy. It is slow. And I'm like, am I in the mood for that? Maybe I am. Maybe not. But now I have an ultimatum put to my head because I got a during Christmas, I have to watch Andor, which yeah, oh. fucking a, it's a fucking get get down with Life Day, and uh, you know, <laughs> Life Day, baby. Yeah, that's that's true. It is Life Day. I should probably do that. All right, I think that is a lot of talk. We're gonna talk about Andor next time because we got Scott made, di- dictated it. So also, I, I don't think we'll be recording on Christmas Eve, so we're probably not gonna be doing it next week or next time. No, it's here. actually no Christmas no, we're that is we'll be after oh, Christmas. Wait, two weeks, two weeks it'll be after Christmas. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. This will be the new this will be the New Year's episode, actually. Oh, yep. fantastic. All right. Oh yeah. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, go watch some good TV. And maybe roll some dice. And video games. I meant to say video games, but also play you know games. what I meant. Bye. Okay, good.